0: Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real raw and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies, today we have Roberta Hughes with us. Roberta is the founder and lead instructor at Peaceful Living, a boutique hybrid studio that conveys a delicate and personalized peaceful living instruction through customized Pilates, meditation, and yoga classes. Peaceful Living grants clients a way to filter out life's pressures through a delicate and highly personalized approach through its live streams and on-demand classes. It's nurturing and customized approach guides clients who desire to change their relationship with stress. Reconnect in a welcoming space from the comfort of your own home. So welcome, Roberta. So I'm excited for this because prior to us jumping on, we were talking about just you know, the stresses of life, right? And so your what you really help women with is getting to that core and getting to the self-care and really finding that peaceful living as you as you state and what your business is about. So I'd love to just hear in your own words, like really what that is and why you're so passionate about helping women, you know, find peace within.
1: Yeah. So when I came up with the concept of peaceful living, it was kind of at the end of my motherhood journey, if you will, because my youngest son was getting ready to graduate high school and I called it the grown and flown stage. Um, My oldest son, he too has graduated and he is still home with us. He has high functioning autism and over COVID, he and I actually worked together to create all of the videos that are on Peaceful Living. So, His expertise in video editing, audio editing, and then my creativity and knowledge with teaching yoga and Pilates throughout the years is how we came about the content of Peaceful Living. And what I've added to this platform, it's not just a yoga class, a Pilates class, a meditation class. It really is an opportunity to join a community, to have personalized instruction, I work really hard to get to know each person who signs up for a class or who becomes a member so that I can customize what's going to be the most powerful in their life to help them find these peaceful moments. Oh, I love that, and the fact that you created this during one of the most stressful times
0: of our entire existence here with during the pandemic. So, what you know, with with that downtime and the start of your, um, you know, peaceful living and just crafting and curating on-demand classes and really bringing them to the individuals' homes. What was kind of the you know kind of a challenge at that point? Where did you were you in that state right there where you're like? I needed this. And so, therefore, you created it for others?
1: It was almost like coming back to my roots. Prior to the pandemic, I was actively teaching Pilates in different studios. And I had just created this little boutique yoga studio to bring more of the meditative style of yoga back into people's lives. Most of the yoga classes that are available. Through studios and online are very movement-based, and I wanted to bring something to people's lives that would help restore, rejuvenate, and re-energize. And I opened this little boutique studio the October before quarantine started. So Mm. October of 2019 or 2018. And then in March of 2019, the whole world shut down. So During that time, for the first week, I just thought, okay, like everybody else, I'm going to hang out, I'm going to hold tight, things will get figured out, we'll be okay. Once it kicked in that we were going to be at home for a while, I was in communication with my mom, my friends, and my mother throughout my adult life because I had taken her to some yoga classes early on when I was pregnant. Had been an avid yoga person for about 15 to 20 years. And she was really missing her yoga studio. So, by accident or on purpose, if you want to (laughs) say, I decided to just get onto Facebook Live and start teaching yoga. And I did that three times a week through the whole quarantine. And I didn't charge, I just let people come and join in. And my goal was to teach in a way that was welcoming and inviting no matter how much yoga experience you had, whether you'd never taken a yoga class or had taken many. I really just wanted people to feel the sense of community and that I was there to take care of them. And then a little bit into it, when we were still at home and life still wasn't (laughs) opening up the way we thought it might, I thought, okay, well, let me start recording the audio to these classes. I had actually purchased all of this audio equipment Prior to the pandemic, because I had gone through a certification for Yoga Nidra, which is a guided meditation. So I had all of this equipment just sitting at home that I had anticipated using in large group settings so that my voice could be relaxing and heard in big spaces. So I pulled it out and just started playing with recording my audio. And then I had all of these classes recorded. And that's when I reached out to my son and I said, hey, I have this idea. I'd love to edit some of these classes and then I'll film myself taking the class and we'll put the video and the audio together and then people can take these classes at home and not have the extra content that a live class has, you know. So that's how I got started. Well, that's awesome.
0: And I love that you said, you know, by accident or on purpose it's it's the irony there right it's never either one right it's meant to be so what are the chances you know that you actually you had everything you needed and then boom the world stops and can't go into you know your yoga studios or gyms or any of those facilities and here you are thinking well what do we do now And there you go. You have everything you need. And the beauty of that, you know, having, you know, some people would say, well, I don't have the tech skills or I don't have the equipment or I don't have the, uh, you know, the educational, you know, the background in it. And somehow you managed to make that work because you took an account, like everything that you have at your disposal per se. And it's like, you had everything. And, you know, to know that you can do this with your son and bring that connection with, you know, to both of you to really empower and give back to others. So it's like you look at it and like, wow, here are all the pieces. There's no excuses. And if I needed it, therefore others need it as well. I love that. I think that's so cool. You know, When we do, we tap into what we innately have, like our strengths. And then we can look at do we have the equipment? Do we have the experience? Do we have the so on? And then also we tap into those people that we know and we leverage their strengths and everything as well. So it's like you had this right in your home. And that's so cool because now you're bringing what you so needed that you have at home into other people's homes and did it for free. You yeah. did it for, for free. And that was so cool. So you were just um operating where this is just like a, a drop in class per se. If you were just happen to catch it on live, um with the you know, and then watch on the replays. And so here you are just coming from a place of service, knowing that if it was helping you and it brought you closer to your son in a way that you can give back to others and bring that peace during this most stressful time to others at home. And so now it led into you didn't have to close your doors and start all over again, but yet you learned to, I think everyone's word during the pandemic was pivot. Oh my goodness. This is so cool because, you know, we hear some of these, these are like the success stories that are coming out of, of pandemic and. You know, as, as troubling as it was, it, it you know, and, and still is because I don't think we'll ever officially be in the clear. Like there's always going to be that, like, I guess it'll always just be there. I don't even know what the right word would be because every time we think like there, we're done with it, then something else happens. But, you know, moving forward, you've learned a whole new business model and a whole new way of, of serving others, you know, through the world. And so now you're living that place of purpose, but yet you get to do it. In your home and still just be, you know, exactly what you want to be and do. That's so cool.
1: Thank you for saying those things. I, I want to go back to your point of not really being an expert. Like Mm -hmm. I could have made so many excuses because I am not an AV specialist. I am not a producer. <laughs> I am not technical by any means. I stumbled every step of the way, even just getting live onto Facebook. If there was going to be a tech issue, it happened. So it really took me being humble and patient and just stumbling through the whole process one step at a time and knowing that with technology, What I learned one day may not make things go well (laughs) the next day. There's never a guarantee. And so when you see the videos that I created with my son, even when we edit the audio down and then I film myself doing the yoga class, sometimes you'll see Mikey the Doberman come in. And (laughs) I didn't edit any of that out because it was only me filming. And it would have taken me five days probably to film one video if I tried to make it picture perfect. And I wanted the video content to be relatable. So we are at home, we have all learned working from home on a zoom call, we might hear a dog bark, we might hear a baby cry, we might hear the doorbell ring, and something gets delivered, like that's part of life. And I'm hoping one of the things the pandemic brought to people is the idea that we can blend our real life with the work that we do, regardless of what that work is. Prior to the pandemic, we did so much to try to keep things into all of these separate, perfect little pods. And I think we all went through the growing pains of bringing humanness to our work through the pandemic, because we had to learn how to work from home and how to be our authentic selves both on the job and with our families and not be completely stressed out
0: right and it, it almost became that hybrid where prior to it and i th- i think that you know you you more or less alluded to it was that we always kept like our personal and our professional lives separate but there was like this private life and this private life over here but yet you bring in this hybrid approach that yeah everyone's at home i mean you, We're crammed in small corners or, you know, whatever given our spaces are is that we're going to have all those background noises and the things that interrupt us throughout the day. And there is no such thing as perfect. I mean, I wrote a whole book chasing perfection, like it does not exist. And it was just, you know, from, from that perspective is that. I always thought as an outsider looking into other people's lives that they had it perfectly curated and perfected and all those things. This is, you know, before before I realized it was all a hoax. But, you know, and, and that's the beauty of it is that it brings that relatability because now you get to show up in your... You know, when we're at home, this is our our domain. This is who we are. Like, we're free to be whoever we are. And if we can adapt that ideal... And bring it into what we're doing in the online space or into our professional careers is that it bring, it strips off that, that mask per se. And it just opens a door for that relatability, as you said. And I think it's so important that, you know, we, we as individuals start to really embrace more of that. And that's the vulnerability is that that's actually more enticing than having a picture perfect anything. So had your dog not been in, I mean, it would almost be like, well, how did you keep your dog? You know, out of it, you know, if you're, if you're doing your yoga and naturally we would have, like you said, dogs in the room or babies crying, doorbells ringing, phones ringing. I mean, we had a podcast of phone was ringing off the hook. I'm like, I didn't even know people even knew my landline number, (laughs) but it happens and it creates that like, oh, they do it too. So it's okay. Like it gives people permission to just own. What, who they are and like what they're going through and like their own spaces. So I think that's really cool that you, you recognize that. And you chose not to do something to correct it and say, well, I'm just living in this life and I'm going to show every bit of it because this is the importance of it. So how can you teach a place of, you know, calming stress when meanwhile you're thinking in the back of the head, Oh my gosh, I got to edit this because a dog came in and blah, 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 blah. Right. It would cause more stress if we tried to fake something and pretend it didn't exist.
1: It would. And. It really made me appreciate how much goes into a production, you know, when you have a whole production team, keeping an eye on all of those details and keeping things perfect. It's possible. But if I had tried to be all of those roles myself, I never would have gotten one video complete. And it never would have gotten out into the world to help somebody. So it's authentic. It's all me. You know, if something happened unless it was a major thing. One time my camera actually fell over in the wind because I was filming on my patio. Then I had to start over. A couple of times I realized I had not hit record. And sometimes I didn't realize that until the whole class was over. So I ended up doing sometimes three hours of yoga in a (laughs) row, instead of just the one hour that I had intended. So things like that definitely happened. But I did not edit out imperfections because imperfections are part of being a human being. And I really do want these videos to be relatable that you can put one on in your living room and get down on your floor, even if your baby is crawling around with you or your dog is licking your face. (laughs) A lot of my students on our live Facebook classes at the end, we would have a little chat and they would post pictures of their dogs on the mat with them. And, you know, over time, their dogs started to recognize my voice, and they would know that it was time for yoga. So it really just became this human connection, even when we couldn't be in person with other people. Yes, I
0: love that. And it, it came down to the core of just what you said, human connection, like all those imperfections. Like we're all connected because we're all imperfect and it's just, and I, and I love that you chose that. But yeah, I mean, tech stuff, <laughs> uh, we all have stories behind that as well. So yeah, I mean, it's taken me forever to realize even on zoom calls, you know, you, you have to hit one red button like to record and then the other buttons to end. And half the time, I would just shut off everything. because I'm like, I hit the wrong red button, you know, and I freak out, but it happens. But I think it definitely had to... Um, we had to overcome those, you know, tech stumbling blocks per se. But I wanna, I'm curious to know about like, you know, you, you teach with Pilates and meditation and yoga. So it kind of walk me through how that incorporates and like, if you know, with your programs and trainings, is it one or all or like a la car Or how does that work?
1: Sure. So on my platform, I have live stream classes and every week I teach a Pilates mat class, a yin yoga class, and a gentle yoga class. So that's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday every week. In addition to that, I have an on-demand library that now has more than 50 of these homegrown produced videos, plus all of the live stream classes that I teach also get uploaded to the platform now. And the categories are Pilates mat, yin yoga, gentle yoga, and then what I've called a Zen break, which are short guided meditations. And then also plain guided meditations, which are anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes long. And I like to talk about these as like a guided nap. So the meditations just have a still picture that is pretty to look at. Sometimes it's scenery in nature. Sometimes it's a flower. And then you'll hear me give the guidance through audio. And then the yin yoga and gentle yoga videos are the ones where you'll actually see me doing the class and following along with the audio. And then the live stream I'm teaching and doing. So that's kind of the culmination of everything that's on my website right now.
0: Hmm. It sounds like you have, you know, a plethora of information and resources and just, you know, really uh, again, giving back and empowering, um, you know, women and, and men, I presume. And, um, you know, just helping them get to, you know, building the lifestyle they want. And, you know, we talk about like daily routines and, and, you know, why they're so important. And, you know, I assume that you have, you know, a lot of information on that as well through your courses and through your training, but, I'm curious to you know, like you know, from your own perspective, what is a daily ritual and why do you need one? Like you know, we hear about having a morning routine and then you must have a night routine and then you have to have this ritual and that ritual and this routine and so on. So it can kind of be a little bit overwhelming for somebody that is kind of newer to this space. And um, I'd love for you to talk further about that and kind of uh, first of all, like walk us through like your routine and kind of how it, it you know, if you're the business owner. And you're setting up all this stuff. So what does a routine look like for you that kind of leads you into the space so you can show up and and serve and teach your clients? But then also piggyback that off. And I'm curious to know how you can go about creating one for somebody who is still relatively new and finding a habit or a routine that works for them.
1: I'll start with my personal routine. And my personal routine is many things, but not every single day. And when we piggyback to people setting up their own routines, that will be an important piece to remember because life is fluid and not every day can be the same. No matter how much we try to have circumstances be steady, life is unpredictable. So to have a routine that you can use daily, but also to give yourself the grace that not all of the pieces might fit in on that specific day is super important. Normally, I begin my day, I I used to say I wasn't going to check my cell phone until I got out of bed. But a lot of the connecting that I do is through social media. So I now look at my social media, see if I have any direct messages from people who have asked a question or who need my guidance. I answer those before I get out of bed because I'm in a great headspace where Life hasn't gotten in the way yet. And I really want to give what I can to that person and their question and their need. So I check my messages first. And then I have my self-care routine that I do in the morning. I love to do gua sha, which is facial reflexology. So I do that, which really helps to loosen up my jaw, my neck. I tend to grind my teeth at night. So I find that that really helps loosen things up, get the circulation going, get my blood flowing. And during my morning time when I'm doing gua sha, I do my face care, I do my teeth brushing, all of the self-care stuff that you need to do to be ready for the day. And that might look different for everyone. Some people put makeup on, some people don't put makeup on. But most people brush their teeth, comb their hair, maybe they wash their face. I do all of those things every morning and I use that time to really think through what needs my attention today and to be in the mindset of getting connected to myself and to my thoughts and to my words. So if I'm teaching a class, I'll be thinking about that class and doing a lot of mental visualization and preparation while I'm getting ready. So that time for me is my creativity, my inspiration, my preparedness for putting things out into the world that day yeah
0: so needed and and, and many times people don't even realize they even have a routine because you you do get up and, and you yeah. start one thing that leads to another thing that leads to another thing and those those are actually your routines but i think you have to stop and, and pause for a moment and ask if those routines are are bettering you or you know are those the routines you want to um will take you to the next level of wherever you want to go that you know in, in one's individual life. But yeah, I think that's so important. And I love that you had mentioned how you do these things while you have that clear headspace. Cause how quickly could we be, you know, distracted by the everyday life that we were not present and, you know, having that mental clarity, but also you mentioned about the visualization and how profound and impactful that is because it's almost like, you know, for, I think for me, like my, my, my take on that is you kind of walk through your day in your mind. As if you've already lived it and then you hope that, you know, the day goes according to plan, but never really does to a T. But it's kind of the cool because it's like you've already envisioned how the day is going to go. You're setting the tone, setting the expectation and you get to step into that and start creating it by the actions that you take based off of your habits and your routines and your beliefs around it. Is
1: that correct? It is. And one of the things that I do every Sunday, I use a planner and I, look at my big three things to focus on for the week. And then each day I put three things on my calendar, whether it's teaching or preparing for a podcast or planning and creating new material. And then as I'm getting ready, I'll look at those three categories and put my mind into those places. So if I'm teaching a class, what can I offer today? How do I want to show up? how can I contribute to the people that will be taking this class live with me and to the people who are going to see it later and have it feel complete and comprehensive either way, either on demand or live. And for this podcast interview, for example, I've been in this headspace all day. What might we talk about? What kinds of things are relevant and important? And with self-care being at the Forefront of that, I know one of the words that has been put out recently in terms of self care is being more radical and intentional with self care. So I was really thinking about those words today as I was going through my whole day, getting ready this morning, teaching my classes. Like, radical almost sounds a little aggressive. And should we be aggressive with self care? That's the question that kept coming up for me today. And so I looked up the definition, and with radical, there was the word thorough. And I really love that word, thorough. To be thorough with self-care is different than doing little things every once in a while. It means that you do need to create habits and rituals and have them in your day every single day so that they can be effective. And then with the word intentional, is also the word deliberate. So if you add all of these words together, you're creating the opportunity and a foundation for you to be more supported, to have self-care in your life every day. And from that self-care stems self-love, which I really truly believe that the more we love ourselves, the more we nourish our relationship with ourselves the better we are able to show up for all of the other things we want to do in our life and for all of the other people in our lives.
0: Amen to that. 100% agree. Oh my gosh, I love that because it, it's so true. And we can hear that notion of like self-care and, and self-love. And sometimes it feels like it might be overplayed or maybe it's just in the space that I'm at, you know, with following all the people, right? It's like, okay, self-love, self-love, self-love. And it's just like, okay, but what does that really mean? And so you you hit the nail on the head right there. It's like, Giving yourself that that nourishment, the the intentional acts to be at a place to care deeply for yourself, to uh, you know get in touch with it, like be, turn inward and reflect and ask yourself, what do you need? And so these are things like if we look at it from you know the inner perspective, but also the external perspective of like asking our our family, friends, and loved ones the same questions: How are you today? Uh, what's going on in your life? How can I support you? How can I, you know, give you more, more compassion or love or something like that? And so if you're asking those questions to them, those are the same questions that apply to you because if somebody, you know, not every day somebody's going to ask you those questions and that's, you have to be your own advocate. And so being in that position where you can ask yourself, but more importantly, pause to listen to what you're actually telling yourself and how important that is because you, your your soul speaks to you but we have to give it the place to be present and be heard so yeah I, I love that you talk about that and to be honest it, it creates that radical transformation and but I you know and it's funny because I'm such a word nerd I call myself and I look up all these words as well and you know radical was something that that kind of hit me and it did feel a little bit aggressive but then when you did look up you know you said thorough and I think radical for what for me in the context when I was looking it up was, More like complete, like it's just this complete transformation and it shakes you. So it's that radical change that isn't just, okay, this happened. It's no, my life has now pivoted in a way that I'm, you know, the direction I want to go. That's a radical transformation. So I love, I love what you're doing. So yeah, I mean, talk, talk further about this. This is quite interesting.
1: Yeah. So to be thorough, I think we have to be intentional, meaning, There needs to be things that you choose to say yes to every single day. And we talked about my morning self-care routine. Once I actually start my day and get into my day, every day I try to find time for journaling. And journaling will look different. Sometimes I'll listen to a prompt and then I'll journal based on the prompt. Other days I'll read a passage and journal some thoughts based on what I've read. Some days, I just do a gratitude journal to acknowledge the things that I'm grateful for in my life. I really like to turn to gratitude on the days where my esteem is not as high, where the weather isn't great outside, I'm feeling a little depressed, like I need something to help me get motivated and get into a positive mindset. My gratitude practice does that for me. And then in the evenings, I like to end... If I'm journaling at night with celebrations to walk through my day and be intentional about writing down the things that I did well, because I feel like most women, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe (laughs) this is you too, that we tend to look at the things that we need to do and we forget to acknowledge all of the great things that we have accomplished. It's
0: not very like very much well. so, very much so, and in, in, in fact, so much that I actually shifted my entire journaling um, routine. Really, to I, I don't even know how to say that I shifted it. it. It was just like one day I just opened my journal, my gratitude journal, and instead of writing down uh, how you know all the things that I want to expect of the day or to kind of go through and on all the you know like kind of like I said a, a pre run of how you, how the day will go, I started shifting it and just said I don't want that doesn't seem to align with me anymore and it started shifting now into being very intentional. what What do I want to give today? What do I want to receive today? And how do I want to feel today? And so as I'm thinking of those things, it's almost like I'm calling all that in because it, I think for and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of challenging for women to receive. like to yeah. graciously receive, And to know that they're worthy of receiving and receiving in that context of meaning, it could be anything, a compliment to a gift to an opportunity um, to receive you know, payment from somebody who wants to buy your program. And sometimes we can kind of, if we're not in that right mindset, we're pushing that away, we're putting a block to it, because it's all this kind of energy exchange as well. And so when you get those receiving moments, how does that make you feel? And then kind of for me, it's like, great. So now that I feel filled, I can give abundantly and unconditionally of all the things. And I kind of just list out what what those things are for me.
1: Yeah. Receiving, I think, is difficult for all human beings. We kind of brush it off. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then we're on to the next thing. So these daily celebrations... I'm going to ask you to give it a try because your practice it still is the mindset of giving, right? Mm-hmm. But what if at the end of the day you wrote down and celebrated all of the things that you've given and yep. received. I do and that. what? Well, yeah, so I, when I do a, a recap,
0: I write down and be like, "Oh, I did receive a gift. I did receive an encouragement. I did receive an opportunity. And so it becomes like, Oh, look, it's like deposits in those that bank account per se. And then I'm like, and then I gave, you know, like how because I'm just sometimes too much to a, a, you know, like an over giver, that it leaves me depleted. So that's why I was so intentional about I have to be open in that right mindset to also receive because I can't give if I'm, you know, not being filled as well. But Obviously that's, you know, personal. I have to, you know, like your self love, you fill your own bucket and self care, same thing. But yet when I looked at this and started flipping the whole journal approach, wow. I mean, things have just been completely different in my life since that. And it was just one little shift because it was now from a place of giving and serving, giving and serving, giving and serving. But yet how did I want to feel at the end of the day when I laid my head down? Did I did I show up intentional? Did I show up with purpose? Did I show up in a place of passion, love, and compassion for others? And so these were some of the things that, as I started looking at that, I was like, "Oh, this." I mean, it was kind of cool in a sense I, I actually said it's working. I don't even know what it is, but I said it's working. <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't know
1: what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> <Not> for me, <laughs> well, you probably felt the shift. Like you right. Did. Everything is a source of energy and it Mm -hmm. either nourishes and feeds your energy or it depletes and takes away from your energy. And when we're looking at self-care practices and you said self-care is filling your own cup, it is, but then it's also allowing others to help nourish and fill it for you. But others can't help you if you don't know how to help yourself. Learning how to help yourself first, learning how to make time for yourself. Knowing in your own heart that you're important and that you deserve the time, that's what's going to be the most transformational because other people can't tell you that or give you that until you believe it in your own heart and in your own mind that you're worthy, that you're important, that you deserve this time. It doesn't matter how much others try to give it to you. It's never going to be powerful and it's never going to take up roots.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think just even for me, um, in that context, because it's like, all this makes sense. And, and then, you know, but I had to be open to receiving it. And that's why I was so intentional and deliberate. It's like, I want to receive. I'm like, what do I want to receive? I'm like, I just want to know when things are coming my way so that I can be graciously accepting of it, that I can be open to receiving all that is meant for me. And also, so that I have an abundance to give that away. And it was just it was just this really cool shift. But yeah, I I love what you're talking about. Like, so carry on with the journaling. We kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, because I was so excited to share that as well with you.
1: That's okay. So that's, that's kind of the culmination of my journaling practice. And journaling is something that may not happen every single day. And it definitely doesn't happen the same exact way every single day. So this is where I use my own creativity and If I don't have time to journal in the morning first thing after I've gotten ready, I'll try to create a little bit of time after I've taught a class while I'm eating my lunch. I carve out these little pockets to restore and re-nourish before I go on to the next thing. And today, for example, after I taught my class, I went in my closet, I pulled out a couple of my yoga tools, um, I have these little balls that I use to release tension, especially in my back and shoulders. So I did that and just took some time in the quiet. And I let the people in my house know I'm taking this time before I go to the podcast interview. And I felt better. And I felt more prepared. And I felt like my energy was back to move into the next part of my day.
0: Mm. See what self care can do for you. It's all about caring in preparation for the next thing that lies ahead and it's just it's you know it's a cool thing but yeah I mean sometimes it can give it can get at the wrong connotation like oh it's you know just caring for yourself, caring for yourself okay cool but it's again action right take an intentional action and being um, you know aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it and asking yourself taking little moments to ask yourself like how do you feel? How is this helpful? Uh, What does your body need? What does your soul need? What does your mind need? Maybe you just need some minimizing of distractions or, you know, whatever that might be. But again, if we don't, we can ask ourselves these questions, but if we don't take the time to pause and listen to it, it's almost like we're just asking, you know, out in a canyon and nobody's there to receive the message. It just goes without acknowledgement.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes, From the people that I speak to that have a difficult time with self-care, it's because they are so busy and they don't know any different. Trying to interrupt that cycle of running the hamster wheel, doing the same things that we've always done, that takes a lot of practice and it takes intention. And this is probably where you do need to be radical. How much effort am I willing to put into adding one thing that's going to disrupt this cycle that I've been doing over and over and over again? So when we talk about someone implementing self-care into their life, learning how to change their relationship to stress, just taking one new step will start to alter that cycle for you. You mentioned earlier how overwhelming it can be when you hear about someone's self-care routine. So the routine that I've been describing is one that has probably been growing for more than 20 years. And it has grown through me being a young mother, a mother of toddlers, grade school children, and now older children. So I've collected things along the way that have been helpful, and I've held on to the things that speak to me, and I've let the other things go. So trying to be a copycat of, oh, I have to do all of these things, because this person does all of these things. And she's really happy. And she has it all together. Well, that's a whole nother podcast. She probably doesn't have it all. <laughs> together. <laughs> no, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> but she's doing all of these things to help her have a little more harmony and balance, right? And if at the end of the day, that's what we can feel, then we've done a great job. We've done a fantastic job. So not being a copycat, but starting to be curious, you know, what things could I do? And then trying them on just like you went to a fitting room and you tried on all these different clothes. Some of them are going to be terrible. You don't even want to put them on your body again. Others, the moment you put them on, it's like, "Ah, this is it. Right? Mm -hmm. And I I think if people could approach self-care with that same idea, like, these are all of the things I get to choose from, let me try this one on and see how it feels. If it doesn't feel right, just because it's working for your neighbor or your mother or your friend, you don't have to connect to the same things that they connect to. So keep trying different things on until you get your little toolbox of skills and things that speak to you and feel good to you.
0: Right. Such great advice. I mean, you can apply that analogy to almost everything in life. It's like, you know, there is no one size fits all. And so you really, you know, you can't, you can read everybody's morning routine. In fact, there's a book, morning routine or something like that. And, uh, you know, you can go in there and do all the, all the suggestive savings or the acronyms that they have listed. But yet. Is it applicable to you? I mean, can you sustain that? And that's I think is the important aspect when we talk about self-care is is this something you're just trying to do for this week or this weekend? But is you're setting yourself up for the long haul? You know, is this a sustainable routine that is aiding you to where you wanna go? Is this something that you are just going to do for a quick fix or quick interim of, okay, I just gotta get through this month, I'm just gonna do this thing? But then what happens after that, right? So then we go back to the way we were living that wasn't serving you in the way that you would hope so. So that's why it's so important to pick and choose. And like you had said, using that analogy of like the fitting room, try on different articles of, you know, routines or habits and see which ones fit you best. But also more importantly, are they ones that will stick with you for the long haul? You know, so I love that you bring this, that analogy and because it's so relatable and we can ask ourselves that in all these different things that we do in our lives. But yeah, so having that routine sets the foundation, sets the framework to go about your day and kind of let's, let's kind of bring a recap of this. And so how does this really translate into, you know, whether you have an evening routine or from the moment you lie your, your head down on your pillow to go to bed, it's almost like it's the bookends of your day, right? And so you had mentioned something about us, like, do you keep a celebration journal? Or is that something part of your journaling routine that really allows you to recount all your blessings and the good things that happen through the day? Because we don't even have to recount and we we can pinpoint all the things that do go wrong, right? <laughs> like, yeah. that's just easy for our eyes and our, and our brain to go to. But keeping that celebratory journal and, and documenting all the good things that happen in life. Now you're you're reinforcing those beliefs and you're putting evi- you know deposits in the evidence bucket that there's so much good in this world if we choose to open our eyes and see it
1: yeah that's you know and when we look at bedtime routines as i was creating my own i was modeling it after people who said you know do this brain dump every day get the things out of your brain so that you can sleep well for me what ended up happening is i was brain dumping I was already planning the next day and the next day and the next day. And so I wasn't relaxed by the time I went to sleep. I was thinking about all (laughs) All the stuff you got to get (laughs) done. And so that's when I stopped the brain dump. Like it wasn't helpful for me. My brain dump now is, you know, sometimes I'll be brushing my teeth and that one thought would come up, oh, you need to call and make that appointment tomorrow. I'll go and I'll jot that down in my to do list for the next day, and then I'll walk away and leave it. I don't take my planning into my bed anymore. That's where I take my celebration journal. I also have adult coloring pages, I can color anything that helps to relax my brain, which celebrations do because it's like, Oh, I completed this today. And I completed that today. And I feel like I did this really well today. It puts me in a more calm mindset than trying to dump out all of the things that I still need to do. Yeah. That's just me. For some people, that might be what brings them peace is to get all of that out of their head right before they go to bed. For me, it puts me into the next day and the next day and the next day. It doesn't put me at rest on my pillow. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I can relate. I mean, like you said, you start brain dumping and putting it out and all of a sudden you just cause yourself like to go into the state of like anxiety, like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this done? And, and so, you know, I love that you had mentioned just as those thoughts come to you, you quickly jot them down. They're out of your mind. And, and I, and I assume you, you teach a lot of this in, in your meditation classes as well and kind of helping, you know, your students to filter out those thoughts that Need immediate action versus ones which just let float through and, and they'll come again if need be, you know, like, uh, being in that state, it's not like that you miss that one chance to do that one thing because if something is so, you know, if the message is loud and clear, it's going to keep repeating itself. So through your, your meditations, I presume you have some guided and, uh, maybe some, you know, walk us through the meditation, I I guess.
1: Sure. I have all of my meditations on the peaceful living website are guided. I have them broken into two categories. A Zen break is a short guided meditation anywhere from two to five minutes long. There might be a couple that are a little bit longer than that. But they do give you moments without my voice so that you can practice. And you're practicing little techniques to help bring your mind back to the present moment. That technique trains the brain to let go of all of the other thoughts and to continue to find the breath to find the present. And when the mind is connected to the present moment, when it's connected to the breath, our thoughts do subside. So we're no longer stressed by them, we're no longer held captive by them, we're no longer (laughs) railroaded by them, Mm -hmm. we can start to identify how often the brain wants to wander away, and how often we bring it back. And I encourage people to be playful with that process because meditation can be a terrifying thought, like to just sit there and be with your thoughts. You would think that it would create more stress, but once you learn how to retrain your brain to let go of what it's thinking about and to focus on something else, you gain a lot of power. You gain the ability to choose where your mind is going to be focusing. Is it going to be rolling and rolling and rolling and spiraling into all of these different thought processes? Or is it going to be on this one thing that's in front of you, whether it's your breath, an object, a word? So learning how to train the brain to keep coming back to one thing is very calming and stress relieving. The other guided meditations that I offer I said, these are more like a guided nap. So all you have to do is lie down, get comfortable, get cozy and listen. If you can remember being read to as a child or even in school when the library teacher would pull out a book and just read, this is what the guided meditations are like. So my voice is constantly giving you direction on where your brain is going to focus. So it gives your brain something to do. And then, as you're listening, you go into a very deep, relaxed state of being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely needed for the nighttime one. I love that you just like lay your head on the pillow and yes. and uh, guide you basically into your nap or your sleep. And if you haven't, it, listeners, if you haven't already figured that out, her voice is so soothing. And and I mean, that's why I was curious to you know if they are your own meditations because I think you you have a. a really unique gift and your voice is just so soothing and calming and I love that you you've taken that again kind of going back to what we said at the beginning where sometimes we don't think that we have what we need but you have it right and so that's Thank a beautiful you. thing
1: and yes. um, so the guided meditations I have written all of the scripts myself and they're my words and my voice and it's even more relaxing I feel like I have my podcast voice which is probably I guess still relaxing and calming but the meditation voice is very nourishing and nurturing you might just feel like you're being read to like you're being guided like you're being nurtured and nourished and that was my intention behind these I even wrote one that's called a sleep meditation so Most of my guided meditations, I take you in and I bring you out. So those are good to do if you have a really busy day and your lunch hour, you're wanting to rejuvenate for the rest of the day so you don't get that afternoon lull. A typical guided meditation, it's going to take you deep and bring you out. It has the same restorative benefits as a two-hour nap without leaving you feeling incapacitated for the rest of the day. My sleep meditation, I take you in and then I just leave you in because obviously at nighttime, you don't want to be woken up. And I recommend for people to do this first falling asleep if you have a hard time winding down and getting to sleep. And then some people will wake up in the middle of the night and get fidgety and not be able to go back to sleep. So the sleep meditation is a good one to do at that time too.
0: Wow. You have such amazing work, you know, and everything is kind of just, again, centered on, on helping that individual live a peaceful living and stress free life. And, and I love that everything comes full circle and, and all plays a part in it. And so I love your journey and your story because it's, uh, it, you know, it's one of, you know, just living exactly what you teach and, and help others do and especially know that this was birthed in the middle of a pandemic and you got to do this alongside your son it has been an incredible journey i'm sure that you're beyond grateful for so i i'm just grateful that you know having you here and just sharing your your story your passions your wisdom your insight and everything that you do it's just a an incredible and so needed it especially, you know, like, given what our world has been. Um, so I just want to thank you for being our guest. And of course, how can how can individuals find out more about you? Um, you know, how can they follow along with you on your journey? And also learn how could they get these meditations and classes and connect with you and, and work with you?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me as your guest. It has been a pleasure to be here and to share what I love. And I think by nature my role in life is to nurture and nourish. And my hope is that I'm able to do that through this podcast and through all of the things that I put out into the world. I have an Instagram site, Roberta underscore peaceful and full has two L's living. You can follow me on Instagram. I do a wellness Wednesday post every week that gives you just little snippets of things you can do. So when you're talking about creating a routine, creating a ritual, you might glean some good ideas that speak to you on my Wellness Wednesday segments. On my website, peacefulliving.com, I have a blog. I have a couple of things on managing stress. My latest blog actually was titled Making Friends with Stress. So some tips and tricks there in developing your own self-care routine, things that might help you. All of my videos, the on-demand library, my class schedule are on my website. And Rachel, I would love to offer your listeners 30% off. So we'll create a code called CONFIDENT30, mm-hmm. all capital letters, and anyone can use that code for 30% off to try anything on the website. You can do one class, which is either on-demand or live stream, and give it a try. I'm always here to help guide people. So it can be intimidating to start new practices. Even if you've taken Pilates or yoga or meditation before, you may not know how to choose. So I always ask people, message me. If you get onto my Instagram and send me a direct message, I'll see that in the morning when I wake up. And if you're looking for a meditation, I'll handpick one for you. If you're looking for a yoga class, I'll handpick one for you. So Whatever a person is needing, I'm here to help support that process.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for the generous gift. Listeners, take advantage of that because I mean, your work is, is incredible. And just having this hour conversation with you has been, you know, life changing in the sense where like you get to be in that proximity of other people that are just really doing some profound things in this world. So again, listeners, take advantage of this, follow along with her, check out the website. And again, thank you so much, Roberta.
1: Thank you, Rachel, and keep doing what you're doing as well, because you're an inspiration to women and having a platform where you inspire women to be the best versions of themselves and to know that we don't have to be perfect. We only need to be human. That is so impactful.
0: Wow. Well, thank you. Hey, it's Erin. And Rachel. If you love what you're hearing, and I know you are, be sure to subscribe, like, and review the Confident Woman podcast. We appreciate you listening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Erin underscore Travels for Life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at IamRachelBrooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.